I can't keep the freaking dogs out of my room when I'm not here. They go in my room. Um, and then they sleep in there the whole time I'm gone. And then my room smells like dirty dog. Why don't you close the door? Did that. And one of them has figured out how to push the door open. So then I started putting a chair in front of the door that she can push open for a, like a week. She didn't try to get into the room. And now all of a sudden she's figured out how to go around the chair and into the room. So the, the problem is that the door doesn't really close properly and it can be pushed. You uh, know what I mean? They're like raptors. They're learning. Oh, it's annoying. It's like they keep finagling their way out of stuff. I mean, what's the worst thing that you got a dog that's in your bed when you come home? That's like everyone. Yeah, it's, no, I had three. It's different when there's just one. <laughs> Why don't, they probably need a, a bath. That's what it is. They all three smell like outside because I take them down to the barn and stuff with me every day. They love it. And so I just like walked in my room just now and it smelled like outside dirty dog times three. Your boyfriend doesn't live there. You know, what does it matter at this point? <laughs> They're just lucky. They're cute. That's all I know. Yeah. Were and you just lighting a colon canary candle? I was lighting a colon canary candle. I love those candles. They've sent us a bunch of like um, congratulations, engagement ones. Aww. So thanks, guys. Preach. Preach. That's really sweet. So sweet. What's going on in your world, dude? You were you were just at a Cheryl Crow concert I saw. I was. I didn't realize that it's the kickoff event for Americana Fest, which I feel like is very Wells Adams oh, of me. Man, I loved at. Americana Fest back when I lived in Nash Vegas. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was the youngest person in the room by 30 years. Yep. As y'all are. <laughs> so that was cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Funny, like I got invited to this really last minute this morning, actually, and it was ironic because I watched Sheryl Crow perform on Jimmy Fallon last night with your man, Jason Isbell. Mm -hmm. Do you know they have a song out? Yes, I do know that. Oh, you do. Oh, I know everything that Jason Isbell does, all right? I follow him You're from freak. afar. Okay? I wouldn't call it stalking. I would call it, I don't know, watching him from afar with binoculars. Right. So did you see them perform on Jimmy Fallon? I didn't. I actually hadn't seen that. But Okay. I need you to watch it because I felt like Cheryl was awfully touchy with Jason. Who wouldn't be? He's a lyrical genius, but... He's married! He's married to Amanda Shire, so step off, lady! I know, but I was worried because Cheryl's hot. You know, she's like 57 and smoking hot. I know. It's Cheryl Crow. Dude, she looks so good. I need to know, like, what she's doing. What did she play? Hold on, hold on. Let me, let me, let me guess. Let me do some guessing here. Oh, first cut is the deepest. Baby, I know. First cut is the deepest. And when it comes to being... Who hurt you, Cheryl? Who hurt you? And where does he live? Because we'll go kill him right now. Did she play the first cut is the deepest? She didn't. There were that was one of the ones I was so <laughs> bummed she didn't play. <laughs> I know. And she also did not play Favorite Mistake, which is such a banger. What? Wait, hold on. I know. Wait, 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 wait. Did she play this one? such a Bob Dylan lyric right there. Uh, did you see that song? Yeah, of course. She opened the set with that one. Yeah, um, which honestly is, my I think, my favorite Sheryl Crow song, mm -hmm. Me and Everyone Else on the Planet. 
She also played, she played Every Day is a Winding Road, oh, which yeah. is a classic. Gotta love it. So about- the Sun, All I Want to Do. All I Want to Do. Played some Such a good song. She played some hits. And then she actually played some really cool songs off her new album, which I've been listening to. And it's, she kind of did what Ed Sheeran did. It's like all collabs. It's really smart. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. But it was crazy. At the show tonight, Maybe she's announced this somewhere else, but she said that this was her last album she was ever going to make. Yeah, that's not true, but whatever. Same with Nicki Minaj <laughs> is saying was retiring as well. So Okay, it's a little different when Nicki Minaj says it. I actually believe Sheryl Crow more than Nicki Minaj. That's what I'm saying. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, but I also think that we've reached a point in the music industry where making records doesn't make sense anymore and just releasing singles is totally more financially viable. I agree. And she alluded to that. She gave like a cute little speech and and kind of said that same thing. So I'm sure she'll put out more music, just not maybe a whole album, you know? Yeah. Well, that's cool. Where was it in Nashville? It was at Cannery Ballroom, which is one of my favorite places to see a show in Nashville. Oh, no, dog. Yeah, I love it. Great vibes. Dude, that venue, I'm sorry, I love the cannery complex, but that venue in particular sucks because it like... You hate it? It bounces, it's like it's not a straight on thing. It bounces around and it like curves around like the bar it. and sounds always bad there. Upstairs, Mercy Lounge, that place always kills. That place is cool. I like cannery though because every time I've seen a show there... I've stood at different places in the room and I've always been able to see the artist and hear the artist. And I really like that about it. Yeah. Well, that's cool. I mean, you know, do you get to meet Cheryl? No, I don't like being a weirdo, but I've met her before. Fun fact. I actually played guitar with her one time and peed my pants because I was so excited. Um, she came, I don't, I don't know why, but it was cool. She came and played a sh- like a, private show at the country music hall of fame with my sister and my dad right after the hannah montana movie premiere yeah which was in nashville so random but i played guitar for my sister back then and so i was on stage playing with miley and then cheryl came up to play with miley and then i got to play guitar with cheryl wow it was tight are you a really good guitar player i used to be but now i just don't play anymore yeah yeah but i used to be pretty freaking good i mean i worked really hard at it yeah but now it's like I can pick up an acoustic and like strum some stuff, but nothing crazy probably. All right. Well, we got a lot to break down today, Brandi. Um, we should start the show. Yeah. You or me? I'll start. Go for it. Bros and hoes, you're listening to your favorite thing podcast with. Well, Sam Brandy. What if I hadn't been recording that entire time? I'd be so pissed. Okay. So about that. Wells. I'm sorry. I thought we were just chit chatting. That's not true. You're a liar. (laughs) I know you better than that. All right. What do you want to start with? What do you want to do? What do you want to get into first? Well, I mean, I just like talked about Cheryl Crow for a while. Oh, okay. So I feel like you should have the floor for a minute. Oh, okay. Well, I went to Florida. I went to Florida. I went to uh, New York a couple days ago. (laughs) Florida. Not. I didn't go to Florida. I went to New York. You definitely didn't go there. They're having a hurricane. Yep. Nope. Couldn't go there. Um. Went to uh, New York a couple days ago because we did like a Facebook dating thing, Sarah and I. Oh, yeah. What the hell was that? I don't know. Facebook is like starting a dating app. And uh, so we went and we like, because Sarah and I met on social media. We were, I guess, like the spokespeople for it. But it was cool and it was fun. And, you know, Facebook's 
Legit. Um, I'm a little shocked Facebook hasn't made a dating app before. Kind of what I said, actually. Yeah. I was like, a little behind. MySpace had a dating app, I feel like, way back in the day, but. Yeah. And everyone's on Facebook and Instagram. Mm-hmm. I, I don't understand. So, yeah, we did that. That was really fun. And uh, then I went to Denver, your old stomping <laughs> Grizzounds. I'm going next weekend. I'm yeah. so sad I wasn't there when you were there. Yeah. Um, got to see my boy Chase. Went to his bar, Revel Social. <laughs> What'd you think? Very nice. So much fun. Went to Very a, nice. We went to a block party. That was cool. I drank. I went to that last year. Yeah, well, I drank way too many White Claws, like a basic ass bitch. And that's what you do in Denver. That's what you do in Denver. My new favorite thing, because I'm known as the guy who gives advice on Paradise. People come up like I no joke at this this uh, block party. Tons of people come up and like they're like give me advice, and I was like, <laughs> well, you gotta ask me. Like a question, you know, like you got to tell me what your problem is for me to give you advice. And they're like, oh, yeah, you're right. Okay. And then they would like go into like some of their shit and I'm pretty good at it. Yeah. Especially when I'm 17 white claws down. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you should have your own dating show. Yeah. Almost like a game show. Remember what was that show that Andy Cohen hosted that was like a dating show? Like, do you remember what I'm talking about here? Not really, but... (sighs) I'm going to Google it. But it was like kind of a game show atmosphere, but it was just a straight up like dating show. And um, like somebody was the main person each episode and the one on three dates. And then they obviously like followed them on the three dates. Oh, it was called Love Connection. Ah. I feel like you would be really, 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 really good at doing that. I, what? I mean, yeah. What's, yeah. Give me a television show. At least Give one. Me a show? At least one when that I'm on it that they show me on it, you know? I know that would be nice. Yeah, but that would be nice. But yeah. It's fine. Whatever. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I saw uh, Chase McNary and mm-hmm. uh, Lace and mm-hmm. Leah Block. Oh, Balake. Oh, yeah. How is he? My he, little Blakey. He's okay. He's a little mad at me, I feel like. Oh. Because I hadn't reached out, which is true. I wasn't being a very good friend, but like, I don't know. What was I going to say? But he was right. I should have reached out sooner. And then he was like, I wish you would have just defended me more on the podcast. And I was like, dude, but like Brandy defends you. So like, it's, I got to take the other side. So it's like at least a conversation. What you understood. He's like the number one fan of our podcast, or at least he was. Yeah. Ooh. I know he listens all, all every week and stuff. So yeah. yeah. I mean, like we buried the hatchet or whatever and hugged it out. Good, and good. I do love that guy. I, I do feel really bad for him, but... You know, he made some he made some bad calls and got to call mm-hmm. them like I see them. Yeah, I do feel like it seems like he, like he's doing better. Yeah. Um, than he was when Paradise first started airing, so that's good. Um, I'm really I I hope he's in town when I'm in town. I'm only there for like a day, but I'd really like to see him and catch up and see how he's doing. I mean, like he like last night on, last, on Monday night's episode, he gets dumped by Christina, and then all of a sudden, yeah. everyone feels bad for him. Do they? I think so. I think that's the general consensus is like, oh, man, that sucks. Like, yeah. it's hard out there and he got dumped that, you know, like, and that's what I was that's, good. that's what I was saying, like, with like all like the showing receipts and stuff. I was like, just get through the season because it'll change at the end, you know? Yeah. Speaking of Paradise, do you want to get into it? Do you want to talk about it at all? Or are you over sure, it? Sure, of course. No, I'm, I'm, you know. What are your thoughts? I'm, I'm the BIP biggest fan over here, apparently. Yeah. You are. <laughs> oh my god! I just feel like so much kind of happened. I mean, the big thing, right, is that Dean and Kaylin got back together. Yeah, 
which everyone saw coming. Yes, for sure. Yeah. It's such a hard thing because I think like for me, like the feeling is like I want to root for Kaylin and Dean, Mm -hmm. but it was just really hard to see her just toss Connor aside. Like it was like it had just meant nothing. Yeah. Like even I could tell like he Connor was a Band-Aid, right? For like he was the rebound for when Dean left her and that's fine. But she did drop him like it was a little cold the way she just dropped him. Yeah. So that was hard, but I am happy for her and Dean. I, I mean, just even seeing like their little cute post, I think it was today, um, in the van and mm. like she's eating ramen and loving life and whatever. I mean, they seem like they're doing really great, which is good. And they are cute together. Pretty good band-aid that Connor dude. I gotta say, like if you're gonna have a rebound, have it be a six yeah. five zero percent body fat dude that's got <laughs> severe vocal fry to really get you over the hump. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I mean, no joke. Like, if Connor needs to a date, which I'm sure he doesn't, but like, I've I've got like 15 girlfriends lined up that were all like, I'll date him. Oh yeah, no, he's doing just fine. I'm sure he is. Let me defend that one a little bit. I think you don't realize how much more time Kaylin spent with Dean than she spent with Connor. You know, like in the grand scheme yeah. of paradise, she was with Dean basically from the beginning, and then Connor was there for like less than a week you know so i get that i understand but like I, I can see how it looks callous but at the end of the day they probably weren't as close as everyone probably thinks they were i don't really don't know whatever and then jpj in in like complete persona reconstruction does the prom thing for no, it's insane it was cute it was cute, but it's like everyone's forgetting that he was a psychopath. What yeah. was it, last week? I know. <laughs> <laughs> Just last week, he was psycho. Dude, us uh, Americans, we have the memory of a goldfish, okay? It's so true. I mean, just look at, like, some of the tweets our president sends out, you know? Like, yeah. like I can't yeah. believe he said that. And, like, three minutes later, you're like, what? Huh? What did he say? I don't even remember, you know? Yeah, that's the world in which we live in. But I thought the prom thing was fun. I I don't know. My, my only moment in the show, really, was me just dancing by myself during the prom, which I thought was great. <laughs> it was cute. I like how everyone got involved in that. I just, you know, my gut's telling me Tasha's going to crush him. Yeah. Well, of course. <laughs> yeah. No one sees that one having legs, right? I mean, I don't know. I mean, like, not to bring it back around, but Balake, like, all of a sudden is, like, confessing his love for Christina, which I think everyone's a little bit confused about, really. Uh, not me, for sure. I, like, totally came out of left field. I just, I honestly feel like it's like, um, it's like when you're on a deserted island and yeah. you start, like, seeing, like, mirages and, like, yeah. <laughs> start, like, thinking weird shit because you're just so out of it. That's what I feel like Blake is from being in paradise for so long and mm-hmm. going through so many different emotional roller coasters. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's just, like, <laughs> seeing stuff that's not there. In Christina's defense, she's like, are you into me? Or are you just doing this because I'm literally the last one standing? Yeah. I mean, if I were, I would have definitely been just like had my guard up and not given at the time of day either because it just it just it, like i said it came out of left field and it was just like too weird so, i don't know but i think um, it was good that he got dumped because i think it helped his uh how he was perceived so i'm i'm happy he got dumped mm-hmm. oh great same yeah <laughs> i mean honestly the only couple that i really like feel good about is hannah and dylan yeah what about clay and, and uh, nicole even, even, no, hell no. Clay's not into her. 
The problem with Clay is, is that like it's now notoriously known for getting serious with the girl and then being like, you don't work out as much as me. So that was one of the problems. <laughs> yeah, that was insane. That was such a, uh, such a weird reason to explain why you dumped someone is you very weren't as weird. ambitious in the gym. Wait, what? No, I know. That was insane. I, like, I just can't even believe those words came out of his mouth, to be completely honest. Yeah. Um, like, I understand wanting to be with somebody that has, like, goals mm -hmm. and, you know, like, like work ambition or something like that, where it's like, you obviously, like, if, like for me, like, I, I work a lot. I'm, I'm ambitious. I have goals. I've worked really hard on a career. So, like, I really enjoy that my boyfriend also does the same. He's worked really hard to get where he is. He has goals. He he still wants to do other things. Like, he wants to study. Like, he wants to do those things. So, it's, it's like, makes sense to be want to be with somebody that also, like, has those things in common with you. But, like, the, it, and, and at first when he was say, like, started talking, I was like, oh, I kind of get it. But then he pulled that line about the gym, and I was like, uh, does he does he know he just said that? <laughs> I think he had been doing the whole "it's me, it's it's not you, it's me" routine for so long, and I think he finally was like, "You know what? No, I'm over this. <laughs> it is you, and you know what it is? You don't go to the gym enough." <laughs> it's insane. And I clearly like, she does because she looks freaking fabulous. No, I know. I loved her response. She was like, "Uh, I'm keeping myself up pretty good," and I was like, "Yeah." Uh, yeah. Totally. Whatever she's doing, I need to be doing. Her body looks insane. For sure, bro. Anyways, I don't know. I, I, I hate to say this, but it's kind of how I feel. I'm excited for the season to be over. I feel like it's just been mm -hmm. a lot. And it's just long. A lot, yeah. And and it's weird. Like, a lot of the people have really been there almost the entire time. Whereas seasons before, I really feel like people got filtered in and out more and didn't stay as long. And this time, there are just so many people that have been there since day one. Yeah. And you kind of get, like, a little tired of hearing the same stuff over and over from them. Like, like Demi and Christian have been so good all season that it's almost been a little bit boring. And then out of nowhere this week, they had drama and it almost seemed like somebody went to them and was like, listen, if you're going to stay on the show, I'm going to need you to bring some drama. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. they're just so good. You know what I mean? Like, it's just been so easy and good with them that it's not great TV. And I don't know, like their their drama almost seemed like a little staged because they just kind of came out of nowhere, too. But again, I know a lot of that's editing and they don't show us what's going on until it's good TV for them. So. All right, let's move on out of paradise. I feel like. 10 minutes on that show is plenty. Way too much. Can I get a ding dangle dingle for boobs and the things that hold the boobs up? I know you're going to think I'm lying right now. Okay. And I would show you, except that's weird. But I'm actually wearing my third love bra right now that mm. we talk about this company so much, and I have mine on. Yeah. How does it feel? Do you want to see it, or is that weird? Nope. Don't want to see it. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> would you be horrified if I was like, look? Yes, I would be. I would I would say put put those things away. As it should be, as it should be. <laughs> My wardrobe stable is a white t-shirt. It just goes with everything. My theory is you put on a white t-shirt and some denim, and then you have on really great shoes and a great bag, and you're set. I have a hard time finding bras to put under the white t-shirt that A, make my boobs look decent, and B, don't show. It's like the hardest thing ever. Yeah. But I have found this one bra from Third Love that is white, but it doesn't show under my white t-shirts. It's really great, and the best part about it is that it's so freaking comfortable. And I know it can be a little scary to shop for something like bras online because it's really hard to find the perfect fit, but 
what's so great about Third Love is that every customer has 60 days to wear it, wash it, and put it to the test. And if you don't love it, you can return it. And Third Love actually washes and donates all of the bras that are sent back to women in need, which I think is really, really cool. Yeah, hands down the most comfortable bra you'll ever own. Straps won't slip and tagless labels, no itching. So here's the deal. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering our listeners 15% off their first order. Truly, like, I really do love this company, guys. I'm not lying. I have on the white bra right now that I was Me just talking too. about. Um, and it's and usually when I walk in the house, the first thing I do is take off the bra. I mean, that's like a thing with women. Yeah. And this one's so comfortable. Like, I just left it on and here we are. So go to thirdlove.com slash YFT now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off of your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash YFT for 15% off today. Yay, boobs. All right, YFTers. I mean, there's a lot of sleep hacks out there. We were actually talking about noise machines earlier, but there's also like no snacking at night, yoga before bed, meditation. I try to do that. Instead of trying them all, you can immediately transform your sleep with Bowl and Branch. We're talking about the best-selling sheets ever. Incredible on night one and only get softer with every single wash. Brandy and I love Bowl and Branch sheets. I truly do. I just got home from being gone for like two weeks and there's just nothing better than getting in my own bed with my cozy, cozy bedding. And for me, that is my bowl and branch sheets. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton and are completely free from toxins. They feel so buttery soft, but they're so breathable at the same time. And they're perfect for the summer months ahead where it's a bit toasty out. Plus, they offer a 30-night worry-free guarantee so you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them, you can send them right back. That's right. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl & Branch. Get 15% off your order when you use promo code FAVORITE at bowlandbranch.com. That's Bowl & Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D-B-R-A-N-C-H.com. Promo code FAVORITE THING. Hold um, on. I watched a movie last night. What did you watch? I watched a movie called The Mustang. Have you heard of it or seen it? Hmm. No, but let me do what I think the synopsis is. Oh, here we go. Okay. Set 1962. No. Uh, don't, don't do that. Let me. <laughs> set in the backwoods of Alabama in 1947. No. <laughs> a young boy finds a horse walking lonely on the street. It's a Mustang. And he sires that Mustang. Is that the right word? No. He he jumps in the back of that Mustang and he rides. And he rides like the wind off into the distance. It's a coming-of-age story for the boy and the horse and the horse and the boy. Enemy becomes friends. Friends become enemies. And, and eventually, he makes it to the Kentucky Derby where the horse named Prickly Pete breaks his leg on the last lap of the Kentucky Derby. And the boy holds his foot and that's the closing scene. There's a lot wrong with everything that you just said. <laughs> what do you think? It couldn't be more opposite than this movie, okay. but great storytelling. Is it about a car? No. Oh. <laughs> that's actually, that would have been a better, I think a funnier, <laughs> better guess. Uh, no. Set okay, in 1993, so... Vin Diesel got a new car. <laughs> it's a Mustang. Oh, Lord. Keep going. Um, so my mother, Tish the Dish, it was yep. actually recommended this movie to me because she loved it so much. Okay, how did she um, recommend it to you? Do the voice. Brand. Brand. <laughs> are you going to do it or are you going to no, do it? No, you do it. You do it. Brand. 
you have got to watch the Mustang if you haven't seen it yet. I cried almost every five minutes of that whole movie and you are just going to die when you watch it. Like, please tell me that you're going to go watch it right now. Oh my God. Okay. So what is it about? Um, okay. So it's about, it's also, it's not, okay. It's not based on a true story because this specific story isn't real and these people aren't real, but it's all based on real life stuff like this actually stuff like this actually goes down. So, um, it's about a prison inmate, a guy that's been in prison 12 years. He's like an older guy. He's got a daughter, whatever. He was in like maximum security and then got moved to like a lesser security prison in Nevada. And in Nevada, they have a program in that, in their, this prison where the government brings in like a handful of wild Mustangs and then select prisoners are picked to break and train these Mustangs. And this is something that actually happens in like 10 different prisons in, in the Western States. Like a bunch of prisons have this program basically long story short this guy obviously is like cold and hard and like is a horrible horrible person can't talk to his own daughter kind of thing whatever and then the horse totally changes him and and he bonds with it and and all the things and i'm not going to ruin it and and go into more detail about it but it's it's really sweet if you like horses highly recommend even if you don't kind of recommend it um but it's hard because i i kind of have mixed feelings about it um and about like the real life prison program, like it sounds like a great thing when you hear it like that. And this movie like glorifies um, the the BLA is the Bureau of or BLM, sorry, is the Bureau of Land Management, and that's who's responsible for like rounding up these mustangs and doing this program. This movie glorifies them and their whole program and everything. And what sucks is that using horses for inmate rehabilitation is a beautiful thing and is so freaking cool. My problem is where they get the Mustangs from. Um, and I know this because I follow this Instagram account that's trying to like free wild horses from government, you know, from the government taking them and like all this stuff. And so I'm, I'm very knowledgeable about it. I feel like most people aren't, but the problem is that the Bureau of Land Management spends millions and millions of taxpayers' dollars to go to these wild horse ranges all across the U.S. and chase them down with helicopters, make them run miles and miles and miles until they're so tired they can't run anymore, and then they swoop up a whole handful of out of each herd and end up with like 2,000-plus wild horses in containment. And that's breaking up families and herds, and a lot of horses die during those chase downs and everything so that they can bring these, uh, these horses to the prisons and let the guys break them, but then they get sold at an auction, and who profits and gets all the money? The Bureau of Land Management. Oh, that's so fucked up. it's pretty crazy, and it sucks because it's such a beautiful film with a great message, and I think it's I think it's amazing that all these like prisoners, you know, become softer, greater people from working with horses. I just wish they would go and rescue the animals from a slaughterhouse or something, you know, like something like that. Like take horses that who's actually, eating horses? Somebody passed a law that you can sell horse meat for human consumption now in the United States. Everyone's Ooh. trying to get it banned. But that's the other thing is the Bureau of Land Management rounds up these Mustangs and then a lot of them end up in slaughterhouses because they profit from that. When you when horses go to slaughter, the reason people send horses to slaughter is because they're getting paid cash for those horses because they're going to go and sell that horse meat. So anyway, I'm not trying to get on like a whole negative train here, but I do want to, I would like to help raise awareness about all that because it's our tax money that pays for stuff like this. And it's something that nobody has any clue about, but we should. Okay. And I just think. I just learned so much shit that I didn't know. Number one, yeah. I learned that the movie Mustang was not about a coming of age story of a young Alabama boy no, no. and his horse. I learned that there are fucking wild horses in the country. There, There's so just, many. There are? Thousands yeah. of them? Yeah. Let's go. But no, hold on. If, not done. 
And then I learned that still we're still eating horse meat? What yeah. year is it? Uh, it's 2019, apparently. Is horse meat delicious? Is it delectable? Seems like it'd be tough. I've never eaten it. Gross. Couldn't tell you. It's really gross, and it's sad. But also, like, who's the fucked up people eating horse meat out there? Europe, they eat horse meat. Oh. And I think maybe I think maybe Canada. Google <laughs> who eats horse meat, okay? Let's find that okay. out right okay. now. But if I was starving and I was in the in the wild, wild west and my horse died, I would, I would probably eat it. Oh, my God. What, man? It's freaking it's in the, it's here in the wild west. In some cultures, it's considered a delicacy. Mexico, Switzerland, Belgium, Japan, Germany, Indonesia, Poland, and China are among the nations where many people eat horse meat without a second thought. What? I'm not down. I don't like it. All right. Okay. Well, you know what? I don't know if I want to watch that movie. I got to be honest with you. Like, I'm so, I'm, that was the worst pitch I've ever heard for a, your favorite thing. Well, like it's, but like it's hard because the movie was really good. It yeah. was a great movie, and. And it's like I I'm just so torn about it because yeah. I, I really do love the idea of using horses as therapy animals for prisoners and giving them a job and something to work towards and an animal to work with. Like that's such a cool thing. It's just such a bummer that our government has to do has to make bad decisions like they always do about things like this and take wild mustangs out, out of their You're habitat. still doing it. You're still doing it. You're still doing the bad pitch. Stop. I, but but that's why I just like I, like the I just ugh. I know watch the watch the movie. Here's what I'm saying: watch the movie because it's great. But educate yourself on what's going on with the wild horses right. because it is like I really do feel like if people would start talking about it, things would change. So if you want to learn more about what's going on with all of that, there's an Instagram account called Free Wild Horses, mm. and they post about it every single day. And they actually over the next three days are. There's a bunch of stuff going down in D.C. where people are going to vote on laws to be passed to help prevent all this stuff from happening. So if you want to learn how you can help, you can go to their Instagram and they will give you all the info. That was a lot. This is an educational YFT. No kidding. I don't know if I like this part of the show. <laughs> um, I get fired up about one thing and one thing only, and that's horse rights. The horse meat. <laughs> can I do a least favorite thing? Sure. Evian water is just tap water, right? No. Are, are, Evian water is hot garbage. I don't I know. Love Evian. What? It's my favorite. It is the worst water. It what is do you mean? literally someone went to Flint, Michigan, and used that water to fill up Evian bottles, and then they sell them in New York for way too much money, and they always taste like dirt and taste like what your mouth tastes like when you wake up uh, from drinking a lot and you forgot to brush your teeth. The night beforehand. That's what Evian water is. It's disgusting. Stop. I feel like you got a bad batch. No, 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 Evian no, no. is like my favorite. No way, yeah. dude. Okay, what's your favorite water? I mean, what is my favorite water? I don't know. I know. Do I, don't... I don't know. This is like a big deal for me. Like when I go somewhere and I have a choice of water, like I'm very picky about it. I mean, I'm a LaCroix boy. I think we all know that if it gets coming to water, you know? Water. But Sarah and I have gotten really good about using water bottles now, so we're not, you know. That's good. 
Man, I can't believe you like Evian. I love Evian. No, I'm sorry. And I feel like everyone's going to tweet to us being like, yeah, Wells knows what he's talking about. Brandy's an idiot. We'll see. We'll see. The one water that I will not drink, and and I hate it because Delta serves it on all their flights, is freaking Dasani water. Tastes like dog poo. Well, yeah, and that's like the Coca-Cola or the Pepsi company. You know, like that's just. Yeah, it sucks. Can I get a ding for how much I freaking love article? Yeah, I'm going to give you a ding because I just sat at my article table this evening. Really? Did. I love it so much. Furniture shopping is just horrible. Over-eager salespeople, poor quality pieces. Then you buy stuff and then like it just never gets there. Like the shipping takes forever. That's why mm -hmm. Article decided to change the way that people shop for furniture. They really do have really great pieces at great prices. I have an outdoor dining table that I rave about all the time. And it's funny, I have this beautiful table, but I have chairs around it that I've just had forever that I just kind of tossed around it. And they just don't match how great this table is. So I actually just used our YFT code to buy some outdoor dining chairs to go around this great table. Did it work? What do you mean did it work? Of course it worked. All right, that's good news. <laughs> they were having a sale also and I got to use our code. So I like really Dang, got some dude. bang for my buck. Dude, Article's the easiest way to make your space look beautiful. They're able to keep their prices low by cutting out the middlemen and selling directly to you. No showrooms, no salespeople, no retail markups at all. We seriously love this company. Yeah, they also have additional options for in-room delivery and assembly assistance, which is really great if you live alone like I do and you need some help. Um, all in-stock items are delivered in two weeks or less, and there's a 30-day return policy. Yep, Article's offering our listeners $50 off their first purchase of $100 or more. To claim that, visit article.com slash YFT, and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. Yeah, I literally just did this a few days ago, and it did. <laughs> it put a good dent in my purchase. So that's article.com slash YFT to get $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. Yeah. Wait, this is one of my favorites. So this is a this is a not a fuck you very much, but I love this one. Okay. Okay. Uh, this one actually came in a while ago, and I like screenshot it because I was like, I can't forget this. Okay. So this is Wells and Derek. I need a spinoff. Shout out to Jasmine Day ninety six. Hello, Wells. It's your grandmother. I'm here to remind you to wash your scrot. Also, I love listening <laughs> to you and your pal Derek. Is he single? You know, I'm very lonely since your grandfather passed and I wouldn't mind some deep dicking. What can I say? I got needs. Let Derek know I'm, a, I'm good to go since my hip replacement last summer. I was listening to this week's episode and I need uh, you to tell Brandy to stop ragging on my boyfriend, Derek. I love you, Brandy, but you're dead wrong. Last week, I laughed so hard I almost got into a fender bender. Sorry, Wellsy. I know you don't like your grandmother driving at an old age. Baby, come visit and teach me how to use that Uber thing you're always going on about. Loves and hugs, sweeties, grandma. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Is that not the best freaking review we've gotten? It's, oh. Hands down, it's the best one we've ever read for sure. Oh my god, I saw that and I was like, Holy shit, man, someone just fucking made my grandma into a review and <laughs> well done. So, are you gonna set her up with Derek or what? Yeah, I don't know. I oh. guess we gotta wait and see if Derek's the, the bachelor. Oh, I don't think he is, but you know, um, yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah, sadly, I wish he was. I got some fave things though. Okay, the show is now like perpetuating itself. 
like that's what this show now does is that we say what we, our favorite things are and then people start figuring out that they have the same taste and then they start suggesting those things to us and then we go and mm -hmm. read them or watch them and then you're like yeah that was right and then we just say it over again and it's just like now this like weird like circle the secular thing that's happening on this show but we talked about dark matter and we talked about recursion so much um mm -hmm. that's and i was kept on talking about how i'm, I'm going down this like weird stephen king uh wormhole and I started reading this book called 112263 by Stephen King because mm -hmm. someone was like, dude, if you like recursion on dark matter and like Stephen King, this is what this is. It's like the combination of those two things in this one book. And it is so fucking good. Am I going to like it? Okay. So I'll give you like the, kind of like the, I'm, I'm still in the beginning, but I'm like blown away by it. Okay. Okay. It's about this uh, English professor or whatever. He gets a burger at this burger joint, I don't know, every day after school. And he's like friends with the owner, the proprietor of the burger joint. And one day the owner and the proprietor looks like totally normal, like early 40s or whatever. And then the next day the owner looks like he is dying of cancer and aged overnight 30 years. Whoa. Dude, Al, what happened? I'm going to need to show you something. Come back here into the pantry. And he takes him in this pantry and then all of a sudden, close your eyes, walk forward, and all of a sudden he falls through like this, I don't even know, like this wormhole, this like time portal, mm -hmm. and he steps out in the same town, but in the 1950s. And this is taking place like in 2011 or whatever. So he's got found this time portal, right? And he can come and go. You can come and go as you please in this time portal. The guy who has owned the hamburger restaurant is like, I got cancer. I've been living there for like the past, like, whatever, 20 years. I got cancer, and now I'm coming back. I need to tell you I've got this plan. How different would the world be if someone stopped Oswald from shooting JFK? Like, the butterfly effect of that. Like, would MLK have been shot after that? Would we have actually gone to Vietnam? All this stuff starts, like, he's like, what, if, what would happen if he didn't get shot? Mm-hmm. And I had this time portal and it puts you, you know, a couple years before he gets shot. I think you could stop that and see what happens. And so, Dang. so that's the premise. What Stephen King does really well and really cool is he has all these callbacks to his other books. Like when mm. he, when he goes back, he goes um, to this town called Derry, which is the same town that it takes place in. Oh, and interesting. So, and so he's like doing all this research and he's like hearing all these like crazy stories about this clown who's like killing kids and like ripping their arms off and stuff. And it's like a callback to that book. And he's also talking huh. about like if things go wrong and if he gets caught, he's going to get put up in Shawshank, you know, like all this mm -hmm. crazy stuff that he's got. So anyways, I'm it's still like pretty early, but 11, 22, 63 sounds pretty awesome. Also, apparently they turn it into a television show and Sarah has like friends who are on it, but I don't know what happened to that. Anyways. I was going to ask that if they were turning it into a movie or anything. Yeah. Anyways, that's a good book, dude. It's just, it's All just, right. the problem with Stephen King is his books are not quick reads. They're of all right. thick, you know? Mm-hmm. So. Sounds really good though. Yeah. Anyways. So whatever YFT or suggested that, thanks, bro. Was it a dude? I don't remember. Probably not. I feel like we have more did, female just, listeners, but whatever. Did, did dudes listen to our show besides Blake? <laughs> I think some do. I think the like the dudes that listen to our show are the same dudes that watch The Bachelor because their girlfriends or their wives are like, this is funny. And then they're like, oh, yeah, this is pretty good. I'll do this, too. Mm -hmm. You know? Okay.
Sarah's got me on a new show that's actually been out for like three or four seasons, but I'm liking it a lot. Um, it's on Hulu, it's on Hulu though, but I'm gonna okay. give it a ding. It's called You're the Worst. You heard that? That that show? I've seen it. I yeah. was just scrolling through Hulu yesterday and I saw that one. It's really funny. It's kind of just about like a bunch of like kind of just shitty people. Even shitty people are good people and funny. And the main character is this British guy. And the reason why Sarah like started watching it is because it's the guy that actually played her boyfriend as the professor on Modern Family. Oh, cool. And then we started watching it and we've like kind of like gotten obsessed with it. So you're the worst. Very oh, good. Very cool. Did you ever get into This Is Us? No. No. So I was so into it season one and then it just started to like drop off to me. So I just kind of stopped watching it. I think there might be three seasons now, but I just re like yesterday I just was like, I need something to watch. So I went back and finished whatever the last season was. Yeah. Do you cry? It's just not as good. No, I don't, I don't cry during that show. Oh. I just don't think it's as good as season one. I mean, I just know that like it's sad. I mean, kind of, but like, it's not as sad as it was season one. And that's why it was so good. Yeah. You know, it like tugged the heartstrings. And now I'm just kind of like, mm. all right, well, it's probably, a, I think it's an unpopular opinion, but it's the one that I have. All right. I feel like you are not grasping the idea of this show today. Um, <laughs> your two suggestions are like, I don't know. It's not good, I don't but, know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I like no, it, but I do don't think, watch it. I do think people should watch the Mustang because it's good, but I, I, and I also think they should watch it because I think it will make them want to know more about what goes on with all that wild Mustang yeah. stuff. And I would, I would like people to learn. So go watch it. I finally started The Righteous Gemstones. What's that? Oh, uh, it's on HBO. It's the guy that did like Eastbound and Down, that really funny comedian. You never saw it. You never saw Eastbound and Down? Sounds like a dude show. What? Is it not? Yes, but it's freaking hilarious, <laughs> dude. I like... Sometimes I just don't know if I know you, you know? Comedy comedy isn't my thing. It's your thing. Yeah, okay. So anyways, it's Danny McBride. It's his new show. The premise of it is just amazing. So John Goodman is the father of Danny McBride and Adam Devine, okay? John Goodman is like, he's like that Southern preacher who like sells out arenas and like prints money. And you're like, not really sure if what they're doing is, I don't know religious or not or you know like you're just confused mm -hmm. and if like you live in the south like you know exactly what we're talking about there's like a lot of these churches where you're just like there's a lot of people here like joel osteen is like the king of that yes stuff. exactly where they have like three private jets and you're like really what's going mm -hmm. on the first episode's really funny so they they're in china and they're trying to baptize five thousand people and so it's adam divine from workaholics you know who that is right mm-hmm and then Danny McBride from Everything Funny. Everything. And yeah. then um, John Goodman, who, I mean, Roseanne and freaking the Big Lebowski and everything. So they're in China and they're trying to baptize 5,000 people. So they're in like a wave pool. Everything goes wrong and the waves start going. <laughs> and so like everyone's like, no, the humanity. You know, and, like, everything's going to shit. I don't want to ruin too much of it. And also I'm only like four episodes in because it just started. You kind of find out that Danny McBride's being blackmailed for a video of him, you know, sleeping with hookers and uh, blowing coke. And so he needs like a million dollars. But he didn't have a million dollars to so try to figure out how to get a million dollars to pay off these people who are uh, blackmailing him. And it's just funny because like, like Danny McBride's like the, the oldest and like obviously the biggest piece of shit. And then um, then you have Adam Devine who's like, 
he's like the cool young religious guy with like stupid hair and like bedazzled <laughs> jeans and everything. It needs to keep going, but I, I think it's got it's gonna be like a really really funny good show. So the righteous gemstone getting a dang dangle. Okay. Hold on a second. Freaking sun is just coming in. <laughs> can't see. It's so anything. weird that it's still that that sunny there. It's pitch black here. Is it? Yeah, time zones, man. Time zones, bro. It's super cray cray. <laughs> it actually is. Though. Super nar narnia, bro. It's <laughs> different times. <laughs> um, I feel like summer is a really tough season for us because there's no like all the all the TV comes back in the fall. You know what I mean? So like summer's kind of like a TV rut. Yeah. Except for The Bachelor. True. We have. But I'm excited for the fall TV to come back on. Please, Grey's Anatomy, come back. Hurry. Oh, God. <laughs> How many seasons can we do? As many as they want. Yeah. Wait, I have an app suggestion, by the way. You do? Yeah. And, like, this isn't an ad, but it might sound like an ad, but it's not. So I found out about this when I was traveling. You know when you go and you're, like, sitting at the airport bar and there's, like, TVs on, but you can't hear them because, I don't know, whatever. I was at a, I don't know what airport, and it was like, if you want to listen to this, download the, the Tunity app, T-U-N-I-T-Y app. And I was like, all right. So I downloaded that, and then it's like this app that pops up, and then you point your camera at the screen, the television screen, and it scans it, and it figures out, like, what you're watching. And then you can listen to the audio that's playing on the TV, even though like the TV is not playing in the airport or whatever. Mm -hmm. First of all, for traveling, it's super dope. Like I was stuck at the Denver bar and I wanted to listen to the football game, but I couldn't. And then I was like, oh yeah, the Tunity app. And then I'll tell you where else it's super dope. At the gym. You know when you're stuck at the oh, gym yeah. and you're like, fuck, I want to listen to that or whatever. And you can't or whatever. So anyways... Good That app. is really cool. Yes. And then, so here's the other thing that I was thinking about, too. Because sometimes, like, Sarah ha has, like, a 3.30 call time. And so she's mm -hmm. like, you know, like, can you turn the TV off, turn it down or whatever? Yeah, totally. Wait, why don't I just use this app and put in my earbuds and then she, you know, then she's fine. So. Did it work? I haven't done that yet. But it's <laughs> it was it's a hypothetical thing that I, I think would happen. That's genius. I know. And there's no lag or anything? There is, but there's like, you can press forward and back and figure out how to sync it up. The only thing that's oh. different is, is that the commercials generally don't sync up because like commercials are regional. I don't know if mm -hmm. people know that, but like, yeah, they sell like a lot of regional and then national ads. And then so those regional spots will be sw swapped out and then you'll be like, well, that's not the same voice, but whatever. Right. So yeah, I really like that app. It's cool. Oh, that's very cool, actually. Yeah, there you go. Very interesting. I'm going to kill the little dog. <laughs> Don't kill it. <laughs> do you hear her? Yes, I do hear it. I do hear little dog. Oh, little dog. Oh, little dog. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Well, maybe now I know what now I know what you have to deal with over there. Oh, dude, you don't even want to only get me started. Maybe then that's a little dog saying, you know what, guys, you shut the fuck up in the show. No, the problem is she's outside barking at some animal, I'm sure. Oh. Post Malone put out a new album. Have you mm. listened to it at all? No. I don't expect you have. No. It's pretty good. I still need to sit with it, so maybe next week I can give some more intel on it. Okay. Um, but at least it's something decent that's come out lately, because I just feel like nothing great has come out. I, I, know. Don't, I don't have any music either. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Go listen to Sheryl Crow's new album. It's, okay. I mean, I if you like Sheryl Crow at all, like I think you'll really like it. She's just so cool. It's called Threads. 
And if you like pop music, I'd say listen to the Post Malone album. And next week, maybe I'll have a favorite Post Malone song on that album. Oh, God. You know how, like, you can see what your friends are listening to on Spotify? Oh, uh, yeah. I think it's always funny. Like, if anyone was ever, like, watching what I'm playing when we're doing the show, they must be like, what is Wells doing right now? He's really jumping around. <laughs> he's Garth Brooks into Sheryl Crow into Miley Cyrus. Man, he's having a fucking party. Uh, but I saw someone um, playing this. And I do love this song. This is Alexi. This isn't new, but whatever. It's Alexi Murdoch, Orange Sky. Let's close the show out with that. Brandy, I love ya. Love you, Aldi. See you, dude. beneath an orange sky with my sister this podcast has been brought to you by podcast nation